2: Oh, Jesus. I shouldn't burn that bad. Fuck. Whew. <laughs> hey, do you know how you um you know you were pissing, right? And you kind of stopped and started? Yeah. Like, you know, that's not healthy, right? Yeah, You should get that checked because that means your prostate may be enlarged. And, uh, by the way, the Chinese showed up while you were, um, pissing unhealthily. Oh, yeah? Uh, yes, I got my General so's I don't know what the fuck you got because it just dude. looks disgusting. Dude, 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 dude. You
3: know what happens every single time you eat General so's Ah. <sighs> Yeah, your I mean, IBS it's, acts up.
2: But it's, but it's so good. It's amazing. And right. Tony's not here, so he'll never know. All right, all right, all right. If all right. the bathroom becomes a mess, he will never know.
3: It's, as long as you close up and clean it up, I don't give a shit. All right. Yeah. But normal deal, dude. You get my rice, I get your egg roll, right?
2: Um. Uh... Fried rice, right? It's not that fucking plain white, right, 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 right. okay. No, yeah. fuck that shit. Yeah. No one gets that shit. It's pork fried rice. Yeah, good. That's what I want. I'll fucking take it. Good for you. All fuck right. You. I'll take that over here. All right. And we will eat All right, Let's food. just
3: press play and uh, sit back and enjoy
0: Presentation.
1: Man. Do something! Oscar, enlighten me! Why try to disassemble Johnny Five? What? Is your speech program scrambled? What? Hmm? All right. I'm scared. We better go. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm scared. scared. Yeah, let's get out of here. Oh, Oscar, I do not oh. understand this input. What oh. language are you speaking, Oscar? Oh. Parlez-vous français? Taler du danse? Habla espanol? Sprachen Sie deutsch? parle italiano? Oh! 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 Hey, no! No, wait! Peggit! Oh! Peggit! Peggit! Don't you get it? It's a witness that can identify us! No, stop! Please! Not just the... Machi- oh! Not disassembled. I'm alive! Man, goddammit! I'm alive. And
3: we're here at Press Play Video,
2: uh, It's you, not so live, but pre-recorded, and this is VHS Life. Uh, it's not, uh... <coughs> oh, sorry. It's, it's late, and, um... <coughs> oh, sad. God.
1: Ooh, Ooh. What the
2: fuck?
3: <sighs> Chinese always you that. You should
2: not have had the egg roll. I
3: I have to have both. I fucking love egg rolls. Mm. Seriously.
2: Oh. I don't know. I mean, they are good. Well, shrimp rolls are better, but egg rolls are good.
3: So, what's going on, buddy? Catch me up Uh, with what happened. I know we had technical difficulties
2: last week, but... We did. Personally, I think think that... um, I think that... that, um, You know, someone was against us recording last week, and I I think that's what happened. I I think that they kind of uh, messed with the equipment, messed with the settings, and we just could not... uh, make it happen. But it's fixed now and, and we'll be like good little boys and, and um back, you know, um in the saddle. But what I did was um I think I told you or I posted on Facebook before that the um criterion fifty percent off sale um happened. Right. <sighs> well let's just say I got a little Blu ray happy. Because you know they don't just... they don't make VHS anymore. I know. So, I ended up, um, I was looking for the 1962, not Island, um, Carnival of Souls that they put out. Um, I couldn't find it. So, I had a friend of mine actually was out and about and I had him look for it for me. He was able to find it. And I did watch it on um, Friday night. And honestly, they did a 4K restoration on it. Oh, yeah? And I got to tell you. It looks amazing. For a movie shot in 1962, this looks basically like a brand new movie. Fuck yeah, dude. It really does. I mean, it's it's amazing. And the sale is only going to go on for a few more days. If you have the chance, please. It's only $19.99 now with 50% off. And if you're a member, you get a bonus 10% off. So that's 60% off total. So I got that. I got Night of the Hunter from 1955 with Robert Mitchum. Um, I got uh, Easy Rider, uh, the Nicholson film directed by Dennis Hopper from 1969. Something I like that. got a movie called The Killers. It has two versions of it um, directed by Don Siegel, and I forget who the other one is, but that's kind of like a film noir type. I've been seeing it around, and I wanted to pick it up, so I did. And I got Harold and Maude from 1971 with um, Ruth Gordon from Rosemary's Baby. And the fuck was the other one? And Bud Court, who you would know him from the 1987 Bates Motel TV movie. He was also in Dogma in the opening of it. He was the old man that was assaulted on the boardwalk. Yes. Well, I'm actually holding off
3: slightly on my purchases because I have two in my basket currently. I have Dazed and Confused because I fucking love that film. Yes. I have the original Godzilla Mm -hmm. because how can you not? And I just, that's not enough. So I've been trying to figure out what else I should get.
2: So, so wait, so you're not, you're getting them online. You're not going to the Barnes and Noble store. Yeah, online, man. You don't like going to the store?
3: I do actually like going to the store. The problem is, is the store is almost two hours
2: away from me. What? Where the fuck do you live in, Bumblefuck?
3: Well, my city doesn't have one.
2: Well, go to a city that has one and move
3: there. Uh, It's not a very nice city.
2: Do they, so they have a lot of undesirables, is what you're saying.
3: Yeah, they just have a lot of crime and I don't feel like dealing with that bullshit. Oh But anyway, let's let's move past all that. Mm-hmm. And uh first and foremost, Mike, we have a film to discuss that we both watched.
2: We do. Yes. And then
3: and then we have a little wager to discuss.
2: Oh yeah,
3: A wager. So so let's, let's talk about that film that we both watched. Now, it hit Blu-ray, and I rushed out, and I watched it the very first day, that Tuesday, that it came out. And uh, I have to say that I absolutely love Green Room. I think it is a
2: fantastic. Did you rent it from set. Family Video?
3: I did, actually.
2: Oh,
1: wonderful.
3: I enjoy that. Uh, I'll, I'll give you my brief little rundown and then I'll, we'll let you go uh, I think it's incredibly tense. Um, I think all the characters act intelligently throughout it um, it's just honestly it it's a very smart horror film or thriller whatever you want to call it um, incredibly realistic, brutal and just how how they keep the tension up throughout it and just keep umping it is highly impressive to me. It was one of those films that ended and I was just kind of sitting there still feeling it, you know, so.
2: You know, and to take it out of the 80s for a second, um, you were texting me because I told you I was watching it. I think I sent you a picture of, you know, me watching it. Right. And um, I know you were like texting me, like, are you disturbed yet? Has it hit you yet? Are you that? And I'm just like sitting there, like, okay, you know. And I'm watching it, so continue.
3: No, go ahead, go. I want to oh. know your
2: thoughts. Oh, oh, oh.
3: I d- I don't want to spoil it or anything. Oh, oh, I think people should totally go fucking see this. It's an amazing film.
2: Oh. Um, personally, um, so you, you know, we like, are you disturbed? Is it like hitting you? Are you affected? And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, hmm, hmm. 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 And then the movie keeps going. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm.
1: Hmm.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Yes, I want some more s'mores M Ms.
3: Hmm. <laughs> Wait,
2: they're s'mores M Ms. Yes, they're yes they are, oh they're fucking amazing. I should bring some in the store tomorrow. Maybe. Fucking nice right I'm You with? have to. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I get my more s'mores M&Ms and I'm sitting there because they're, they're like three colored ones. There's black ones that are chocolate. There's white ones that are supposed to be marshmallow. And then there's like brown ones, you know, like shit. They're supposed to be like the graham cracker flavored ones. Right, 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 right. So what I like to do is I, like, get to try, each? I like to try to get like the three fur and get them in my mouth and like suck on them to get the flavors like swirling around.
3: That ain't the only thing you suck on, is it?
2: Well Bacon. you know, you may you may not, you know, think so by the you know. But I, I, I will say this. Oh, and they're the crunchy MMs too. Mm. Um, by the way. Uh and they're like little round ones. They're not like the the normal ones they're like puffier, you
3: know. Dude, did you did you see the sheets has all their fall Halloween candy on it already?
2: I know. You sent me the picture. Although candy ah, so corn, candy excited. corn sucks, but you know, I yeah, you know, it's not my favorite.
3: Um But no, all of it's out, all of it. Huh. The pumpkins, everything.
2: Yeah, I want that. I did get pumpkin bread from the Amish market the other day. Now that is fucking. Amazing. I got a,
3: I got pumpkin milkshake, pumpkin pie milkshake. I should you say,
2: motherfucker. It was fucking good. You motherfucker.
3: Ah, oh, I will say though, it was slightly tarnished because I wanted to get a. a a Reese's Big Cup too, because I saw a Reese's Big Cup uh, that had Reese's Pieces in it. Uh, except they didn't have any. Oh, uh, motherfuckers. That's, yeah, that's disappointing. I, oh, I, anyway, the movie, the movie. Wait.
2: Anyway, um, as you can tell, um, my ranting and raving over the S'mores M&M's, um, I enjoyed the S'mores M&M's more than I did the movie, because by the time the movie ended, I was like, you know what? He asks if I'm traumatized. I... I like, I never said traumatized. Well, I don't remember what the fuck you said. It seemed like you said traumatized at one point, but I was like it ended and I was like, "Really? That's really it?" Like, okay. I'm like, I I mean, I'm not saying that it was a bad movie, but I don't understand like I know people were like were like, you know, going off and saying, "Oh, this is this is so Good. It's so different. It's so new. It's so whatever. And I'm not saying that that it was a bad movie, but I guess uh, I think it was overhyped, and I was underwhelmed severely.
3: Mm. Uh, I think the big thing for me mm-hmm. was how they were able to keep the tension up throughout it, and I think that it was really the thing that hooked me. Is the the oh god, sorry right. the the filmmaking style that they were able to keep that up is what has me hooked on it. That not only did they try and I can sit there and be like, Oh, that's a good effort. And they're really trying to ratchet up the tension. I was actually sitting there feeling tense and that's what got me about it. Plus how fucking smart it is. It's it, it doesn't pander to me at all.
2: Right. Well, see, here's the thing. I did not feel tense. At all during that movie. I did not feel that there was one bit of tension. I was like, I, I think that this is the most just... I mean, I'm like, okay. Uh, some of the sound effects... Are, I will just say this. When they had the one guy in the room. And they were like, you know, having him in the chokehold. He was like... Kr-k-r-k-r-k-r-k. Some of the like sound effects, you know, made me giggle and laugh. Yeah, and you got a little cool. hard over that one. Well, yeah. that, that, was, that was fun. Um, but I will Plus, say this. If you want to talk about tension, okay, I saw Lights Out. It just came out this past weekend. I saw it two times this weekend, once on Friday and once on Sunday. And can I tell you something? You want to talk about tension? My asshole was tight for that entire movie.
3: I I I don't buy it. I like I I can't imagine that this film is that good.
2: It I don't I that's. Can't. That's tension for me. Green Room was like, I want to, okay, I'm fighting to stay awake because it's boring.
3: Well, see, I, I think probably Green Room is going to be in my top five of this year. Um, I think Lights out, undrossing. I'm not going to watch in theaters. I'm that's not be to that's to
2: disappointing because Teresa Palmer, who plays um, the um, sister of the you know the lead kid in the movie, she right. is, and I don't really like uh, white women all that much, but she is um, eh, kind of attractive.
4: Well,
3: uh, two things yes. with with lights out. Yes. Um, well, actually, it's it's three, to be completely honest. Uh, we want uh, the VHS. Yes. Well, four. Yes. Um, but a the trailer doesn't grab me. It, it doesn't make me think I have to go fucking see this movie. It doesn't make me think this is going to be a scary movie, anything like that. It's just like, oh, it's a generic ghost film. Right. The short film that I've been a fan of for quite some time is terrific. So I already have that comparison in my mind. Third, I only have $12 until
2: I get paid. <sighs> <laughs> 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 fucking stink bug flew up my head fucking kill them will you Rotsky well
3: if you would actually close the fucking windows around
4: here I
2: can't because somebody didn't put on the fucking air conditioning and I'm sweating yeah. over here fucking all right chicken's hot
4: but we're
3: talking about this I, I will I will watch Lights Out honestly if I had a couple hundred like I should I would uh, I would go and watch it but oh, I I don't i am poor. However, talking about that, the trailer for Blair Witch recently dropped.
2: Oh, oh! you know what? That's something I want to talk about, too, because.
3: Well, obviously I do. I brought it up, you well, fucking asshole.
2: When I went to see, um, now keep in mind that the news came out about the Blair Witch trailer on, you know, that Comic-Con or whatever that was announced. When was that, Friday night or something they announced that? Right. Well, when I went to see fucking um, lights out on Friday afternoon, there was a trailer for the woods attached to it. And, it, you know, it was still called the woods at that point. And obviously when I went today, it was still called the woods because obviously they're not going go to change. Did the it out. have
3: all the uh, iconography of the Blair Witch and all that still? Uh... Because I haven't seen the trailer for The I, Woods. I've I, seen the trailer for Blair Witch.
2: I haven't seen the trailer for Blair Witch yet. Because I just didn't watch it. But uh, No, honestly, I did not get that vibe from watching the trailer for The Woods. But I will say, uh, again, the trailer for The Woods. And this, this is funny. Uh, I was... Uh, Friday, you know, when I went to see it on opening day. I was like, eh. Yeah. I mean... Because yeah, I hate... When, you know, a trailer comes on, I'm like, it's a new experience for horror. Something, something, something. And I'm like, um... Um... I hate when you say that, because you're saying that, and... If you don't deliver, that's going to piss me off. So just don't even say that anymore. And it just... Uh... I don't know. Blair Witch for me never really was anything. I never really enjoyed it. And the first time oh. the, the first time that I saw Blair Witch was in 1999 because now I had friends who went to the theater to see Blair Witch. And I'm like, oh, Blair Witch, this movie is amazing. You need to see this movie. This movie is the best movie you will ever see, especially the way that it ends, especially the way that it ends. So I was a member Oh, no, actually, this was before I became a member of Hollywood Video. I saw something that Hollywood Video was offering some sort of special deal if you pre-ordered the VHS through them.
3: Oh, is it that you got the double disc or the double the, the double VCR tape?
2: You know what it was? I think I think it came with Curse of the Blair Witch or something with it. Yeah. like that documentary thing. Which that? Okay, all right. I'll I'll tell you right now. That's what really pissed me off about Blair Witch. Because while that movie was still in theaters, you know, I fucking watched that when it aired on TV. And right, I was on like, uh, sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, that was a good show. Ex- exactly. And I watched it and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I cannot believe that these people's families actually let them make this fucking movie about them getting fucked up in the woods like that. I just... I can't believe that, you know, that happened. And then, you know, I, I think, I think I heard out, I think I heard that it was staged. Um, I can't remember if it was before the movie came out on VHS or or after I saw it. I, I can't remember. But I remember getting the VHS, you know, I, I, didn't belong to Hollywood Video. It wasn't close to me at the time. It was maybe like a half hour away. So I went to the store to pick it up on the day that it was released, I remember. And I got it home and I watched it with my fucking whack job, religious nut girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she thought it was scary as shit. And I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, I, I don't know why my friend is telling me this is scary. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. And he built it up. He's like, okay, the end. The end is really, 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 really scary. Like, the way they ended is just amazing. Amazing. And I can still remember him calling me the night that he saw it. Right when he got out of the theater, he fucking came home. Because this was before cell phones and all that. And he called me and he was like, dude, he's like, you need to see this movie. You need to see it. And I can remember he's like... He's like, it all just builds, and then it just ends. And it's amazing. It's incredible. It's the best thing you'll ever see. So I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, this is boring. All right, they're, they're in the woods. They're looking for a map. This, this is retarded. I don't get it. Then she's has the camera up, and she's having snot nose on the camera. Okay, great. Wow. Brilliant. Okay, good. Whatever. She's scared. I get it. Then... They go into the fucking house or shack or whatever the fuck it is. And they go down to the fucking basement. And that guy was just standing, staring at the wall. And then the camera drops or something and it ends. And I remember my my girlfriend at the time thought it was fucking scary. And I look and I'm like, that's it? Really? That's it? You're fucking kidding me. Everybody's building this movie up for fucking months, and that's it. I,
3: I, I, I don't know. I enjoy it. I highly enjoyed it. I get sucked in almost every single time I watch it. I piss I, on. I enjoy on. the experience.
2: Yeah, and I know that you've had um, on on previous occasions had the opportunity to talk to um, Eduardo Sanchez, the gentleman behind. The Blair Witch, or one of the gentlemen behind the Blair Witch. One of the gentlemen. Yes.
3: One of the guiding forces.
2: Yes, and obviously, um, hmm, yeah. That's a shame that such a nice guy has to be involved with such a piece of shit. Anyway. And there he goes, he won't, he won't, he won't. Here's, here's,
3: here's the thing.
2: Say that, okay.
3: From having seen the trailer.
2: For the Blair Witch now.
3: For the Blair Witch. The new one, yeah. For Blair Witch, I'm betting you, Mike, that Blair Witch is a better film than Lights Out. Now, since we never agree, box office determines. Hardly ever. Um, Now, here's the thing. It's only $20, and, and our opinion does count that one of us can forfeit if we agree. Now, if I watch it and actually agree that Lights Out is better, I will then forfeit and just hand you the money, excluding box
2: office results. Well, how are you going to know if you think Lights Out is better if you don't see Lights Out? It'll be on Blu-ray by then. Uh, Yeah, you might be right. I'm kind of hoping it is because I want to see it again.
3: Yeah, it will be. Mm -hmm. They're going to try and get that out right around fall to seize on that.
2: My water bottle, I'm just getting it out of the way, clearing the table.
3: It's about time you actually fucking clean something around here.
2: Yeah, that's what I said.
3: Anyway, that's the bet, and uh, I kind of want to hear from you, people. Who do you think's going to fucking win? Michael J. with "Lights Out," me. Produced by James Wan, based off from an excellent short film, or Blair Witch, continuing. A horror franchise that revolutionized horror.
2: And you know it what? is. I'm surprised that you don't want to tell the people that I did like the movie The Gallows.
3: It's a fucking horrible film. That Piece
2: is not a horrible shit. film. I gotta tell you that. That is brilliant. Now, you want to make a movie? You want to make a found oh, really? footage movie? Ed Sanchez needs to watch that and take some lessons from that. Well, then he'll dude, make a good movie.
3: They they ripped off. No, that that film is fucking trash. L- let's just be honest about it. Fucking trash in your mind. Now it's an active school with a fucking vengeful ghost. Yes. First and foremost, why the fuck hasn't the ghost acted up before? Fucking stupid. Because Secondly, he's it been has to be fucking it. found footage because reasons and. W- it's so fucking convenient that they have cameras and they're always filming everything for no fucking reason whatsoever. They're yeah. going into the school to commit a fucking crime and they're fucking taping it.
2: Stupid. Yeah, just like right. Blair Witch. Okay, this is 1999, and they're they're, you're telling me you're telling yeah, but you're telling me that they had enough battery power to keep those cameras running like they did. I don't think so. And in the woods, you're going to be able to charge up your shit in 1999. I don't think so.
3: Well
2: and actually, I don't even think it happened. they had extra night. batteries they, are, they yeah, even but they're not going yeah, but they're not going to last for as long as they were running for they, uh, it
3: wasn't running that long. it was okay, so Mike, you doubt the fact that people would have batteries
2: yeah.
3: more than somebody that films a crime yeah. and then you know just holds up their cell phone and films everything. For no fucking reason.
2: Yeah, but it was for a reason because they're trying to document
3: their crime. Yes. Or the fact that they're, they're lost in the school and trying to get out. Exactly. Or the fact that... No, it, it was nonsensical fucking trash.
2: In your mind. Honestly. It
3: was on my worst of list. I cannot believe I fucking watched that. It, the only thing that I have watched recently that was worse than that was the original Ouija. Then we- I'm sure wait, there's wait. worse
2: films you mean out there.
3: Well, everyone called it Ouija for oh. the film. I know it's Ouija. Oh. Yeah. but I know there's worse films out there. There's you know Sharknado and Sharkdipose and all this bullshit. I don't watch that trash. I actually
2: watched. Oh those my god! And did you hear that?
3: What?
0: Oh,
2: it's my fucking stomach.
3: Oh Jesus, dude! Oh God! See, this is what happens when you talk about bad fucking movies.
2: Oh, I think. Uh, uh, um, uh, I'm gonna go shit. Just remember to unlock the door because Scott's coming in. Remember?
3: Yeah, I know. I know. Oh. We got. We got his shit. So
2: Oh God, that was a big. One. Oh God.
1: Oh,
0: shit, oh Jesus! It's oh, not, oh
2: fuck! All right, I'll be back.
3: Alright, alright. Oh, oh my god, I can't even breathe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
3: Welcome back once again. I know you might be a little thrown off because I'm bringing it back. But Mike had a little issue with his IBS and had to run off. But right now, we're joined in press play video by Scott Summerton of Guilty Pleasure Cinema. Scott, welcome, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great, man. Uh... We've been friends for a long time. Won't you explain to some people who you are?
4: Uh, Sure thing. Um, I am, as you mentioned, for Guilty Pleasure Cinema. That is my show. Uh, It's not a radio one. It's actually a web series, which has had some ups and downs with Blip and YouTube. But the long story short is I celebrate the movies you are embarrassed to love. So the easy way to summarize that is for everybody who says Schwarzenegger and Stallone movies are big, dumb, loud action movies... I say, actually, yes, but there's more to it than that. <laughs> and I go through there to show you the cool stuff and things like Predator and that. I used to do it with film footage, but, you know, content ID is a pain in the butt. So now it's more of a, a breakdown review kind of thing. And it's on a little bit of a hiatus and uh, trying to figure things out from there. But there are plans and it is coming back. You yourself has, have been involved, I think, as like four characters now. On things. I I do storylines on it too, where I parallel stuff like Predator and Running Man and things. But I also do uh, a box office show, which is behind (laughs) because I was away for like three weekends. But I do box office analysis and movie stuff. And just, I love movies. And I'm in my 30s, so I know the V. H S era, so there's that too, <laughs> and I'm also Canadian, so we'll get that get get out of the way as well for what it's worth. But um, no, I just I love action movies, obviously from the type, but I, I love like movie history and things and this, the discussion of movies. And literally, when you invited me on the morbidly made years ago on a day's notice, we talked for three hours, and it's been no oh, looking back ever since. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, so glad to be here, and we'll see what we can do. Exactly. You are my Canadian brother from another mother.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so right now we're going to dive into something uh, a little bit different. We're going to dive into unlikely heroes. And you might sit there and say, what the fuck is that? Well, that's a talking point in a show to tie up some time is exactly what that is. But in other means, it is an unlikely hero. Just what you think of somebody that steps up in a situation to become heroic, whether they really want to or not, you know, is an unlikely hero. That's that's what I count as an unlikely hero. So, Scott, as our guest, why why don't you start, my friend?
4: And it's funny because you say the audience might ask yourself, "What is that?" Well, I know I asked that. <laughs> I'm like, mm, what could that be? Now again, we're we are focusing on the VHS era because. I I mean, I'm thinking of recent ones more obviously, but I've got to (laughs) literally rewind back. Get it? Get it? it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think of ones. I just kept having one pop in my head, and I can't seem to shake this one. Um, Because, I mean, there's the obvious. I talked about the Schwarzeneggers and the Stallones. Those are the obvious heroes. So, okay, there is that. Um, I could go talk about Sarah Connor in Terminator 2, how she went from the damsel to the unlikely hero, but eh. Good not, I mean, it's, it's good evolution of a character, so it it kind of becomes a thing, and John McClane's an obvious, but eh, I can't even remember his character's name, but remember The Rock? The movie The Rock? Nicolas Cage, Sean Connery? Oh, shit, yeah. I don't remember Nicolas Cage's character, but he is absolutely an unlikely hero, and yet... Um... Um, but you know what, Stanley Gatsby, something like that. Um, I can look it up real quick while we're talking, but that one honestly just kind of popped in my head and went, he's not really a Michael Bay action hero, even compared to like anybody in bad boys or transformers or anything else. He's just some scientist. And that, I think that's a line. He says, um, back off, man. I'm a scientist, but he steps up and is this one of the two guys along with, uh, Sean Connery's ex Navy seal, James Bond type from British Secret Service who escaped from Alcatraz. It's basically him and that, and all the Navy seals are dead. So he's got to step up and take out Ed Harris's elite military unit and save the hostages on Alcatraz. So there's not exactly a movie series to talk about with that. It's a one and done. And you might even say that's a thing of Nicolas Cage because he's kind of played that character before. It's, not quite fish out of water, but I'm sure you know what I mean by that when I reference that. He's out of his element, and it just kind of kind of rings true. And I am still looking for his character's name. It's uh, kind of bugging me here. <laughs> no, uh, that's... Stanley Goodspeed, that's what it was. Oh, I was so you fucking were, you close. You were close on the idea of that. <laughs> yeah, Gatsby, yeah. But, I mean, literally, there's not much else to say beyond that. But he definitely does fit that criteria of we need you because you know this chemical and he's suddenly like he's supposed to be there to press the buttons and do the thing and turns out yeah no one's going to be holding his hand anymore good luck and this is when things go south so that's that's kind of the one I was thinking of there's others as well if you want to come back and I can throw another one out there but that's the one that's kind of went yeah he's definitely one
3: no that, that's, that's the thing here is, is I put no limitations on this.
4: Uh, mm. That's that's
3: a fucking great choice, my friend.
4: Because we talk, we literally, I'll I'll pull back the curtain uh, like ten minutes, not even before this. I asked, so we're like, what do you mean, like a John McClane? Because he's a cop, he's a hero, but he's the he's not your normal terrorist fighter. So that's no. Stanley Goodspeed is he's a scientist. Yeah, he's, he's a, a desk jockey. But he is a hero because of what he does. So,
3: Right. He's had the training, but he's never had to do it. He's never really wanted right. to do it. He's been a desk jockey. That's, that's a great choice. And The Rock's <laughs> a fucking... I don't care what people say. I like The Fucking Rock. That's a it's, fun fucking movie.
4: It's one of my favorites. It's got one of the best scores ever for a movie as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, here, here's a side note. When I was in uh, Strathroy, Visiting Family... They had a Salvation Army store, which had VHS, six for a dollar. Oh. And I took pictures of it to share for the guys. And then I looked at them and went, damn it, I should have picked some up because I saw Predator in there. And I've always wanted that on tape. Well, I went back to get it. I come in peace. Someone else got before I got it. Damn it. So I was upset. But I'm like, ah, right, let's fill the collection out. Picked up the crow, picked up the rock, picked up the first Conan. Uh, what was it? Um, the Peacemaker, just because it was a good one to fill it in. And I forget the other one. But as soon as I went back, I went, man, I should have just gotten the Schwarzenegger collection because I could have got all of them. Oh, fucking. So. Hold on a second.
2: Hey,
1: hey Mike.
4: Wait. wait. Hey. Sky.
2: Hey, what's How up? You... Oh, motherfucker. What? John, I sound like Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. Why? You're lucky Tony's not here, man. He's going to fucking kill you. What? You... You don't have the fucking air on, and it is hotter than a motherfucker. Like, there. I think you're,
3: you're you're so sweaty because you... you were working so hard in
2: the bathroom. No, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, I know after the last segment, I had to take a shit. And I know I kind of ran out of here quick because the fucking... Chinese, the general sows went right through me, I get that. And like, also like I already let everyone. And, go and, and also I, yes. also I, I I broke the toilet and uh the is nowhere to be found. I had to step. Oh, my shoes are not doing too good right now. All right, well uh, You have to put the air on. Put yeah, the fucking yeah, air on. Yeah, I'm, yeah, light, you gotta, I'm,
4: I'm lightheaded. I'm You gotta put the air on, you gotta clear the air out is what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you keep that fucking door closed. Anyway.
2: The fuck are we talking about? I forget.
3: So Unlikely Heroes and Scott, his choice was Stanley Goodspeed from The Rock. Oh, God. Fucking Nicolas Cage.
2: Oh, that was VHS era. That was 96. It's brilliant. Okay, go ahead.
3: Yeah, no, that's a great fucking action <laughs> film. man. I remember when that came out. And I saw it in the in theater. The, oh, man. That was in the- Oh, uh, I wish I did. Oh. When Nicolas Cage in action films was actually a good fucking thing.
4: Yeah. Now they're shit, Phil. Yeah, they barely yeah. even get released nowadays. But... yeah, they get a Blu-ray, maybe. Not everything does for new release. I've yeah. noticed
2: that. Did you guys ever hear of the movie? Um, oh, what the fuck was it? There was a no, movie... Never heard of what the fuck there... was it? No, no,
0: that's not the name. There of There should yet. be one called that, though.
2: <laughs> no, there was one that. Um, you ever hear that show Catfish on MTV? Yeah. Well, one of the guys that that co-hosts that. Did a show, did a movie with um, Zach Efron for Warner Brothers called um, "You Are My Friends" or "We Are Friends" or some shit like that. That got a DVD release only, no Blu-ray. Oh whatsoever. yeah, we
4: are all friends. Yeah, or something that's like that, what the fuck it is. That yeah. bombed horribly. Yeah, that didn't theaters. get a
2: Blu-ray. That just got a shitty DVD.
4: Did it really? Didn't of yeah. it Blu-ray. No, nope. wow. wow. I was gonna, bu- I was gonna buy that.
2: the Blu-ray, but it didn't happen. So that's crazy because normally everything
4: <laughs> generally gets one. Yeah, yeah, that's wow. Yeah, that did
2: anyway. Yeah.
3: Great pick, so we'll go on to me, and since, uh, well, since Mike destroyed our fucking bathroom, he can go last.
2: Well, I would say my unlikely hero from the 80s is my shit.
3: <sighs> it's probably still hanging around somewhere. Uh, oh, so, yeah, what, swamp? swamp Thing, know. then? Well, <laughs> well
4: <here's... laughs> That's actually a decent but pick. Probably, people <laughs> would say
2: Swamp Thing 2, because a lot of people are against Swamp Thing 1, so.
4: Yeah, true, 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 yes.
3: All right. Well, my pick is one of the most unlikely heroes I could think of.
4: Yeah, we all know who it is, John. Just get on with it. It, it comes
3: from a film series. Mm-hmm, yeah, where man, we for- see this character evolve. Uh huh. From a coward that's forced into a situation by his friends mm-hmm. to a hero that basically is fighting to save the world.
2: And he, does he have one arm? And he says, no. this is my boomstick.
3: No, okay. I, I get that most people would be thinking, oh, he has yeah. that. It's his favorite film. Ashley Williams Yeah,
4: but that's, it's, it's a good pick. It's, it's not my pick though. Thank God. So what is?
3: My pick is Reggie Bannister from Phantasm. The Phantasm series. Now, the reason I, I picked this is I, I was really sitting there. I was, I was picking my brain. I was trying to think of the most unlikely hero. And I thought, Ash. And I was like, eh, that's too predictable for myself. And then I
4: thought, Snake Plissken. Ah, that was my kind of, another one I was thinking of. And
3: I was thinking, you know, he's a very unlikely hero. He's a criminal. He's forced into the situation. But I, I just felt like I could do better. So I started thinking of what's the most unlikely hero I can think of. And I came up with Reggie Bannister. Now, in the very first Phantasm, Reggie is an ice cream truck driver. That's it. Just drives an ice cream truck, plays in a band with his friend. Just so happens his friend's little brother discovers that, you know, the Mortitioner is an evil alien monster trying to slowly conquer the Earth. And, you know, he inadvertently helps. No, he doesn't really want to, but he does. And then throughout this series, he goes from, you know, the bumbling friend that just happens to get tossed into the situation to by the fucking fourth film and by the looks of the fifth, he's the fucking leading man. He is the star of the film. And he, you know, takes on an action role. He goes from that character to an action star. He ends up creating a four-barreled shotgun you know, creates booby traps. He he drives a badass car, leaving an ice cream truck behind. He he is the most unlikely hero I could fucking think of. And he's a
2: badass.
3: And there's just a bird chirping, because...
2: Yes. Because <laughs> I, I'm i sure Scott's mouth is agape, and my mouth is agape, not because we're waiting well, for a dick, but because we're, you know... Well, speak for yourself. In, well... <laughs> um...
4: <laughs> no it's kind of funny because when you were describing how he became a badass and he had a shotgun and made booby traps and upgraded to a car i'm like he's like, he's describing ash again that's <laughs> exactly it there are some incredible parallels with that um i'm not familiar with the phantasm i am i mean i'm familiar with it but i don't know them that well right so um my question on that is like he's a badass okay then how unlikely is it that he's a hero well, like, he becomes that, I presume. He doesn't start. He does. His,
3: he does. Yeah. Because in the beginning, like I said, he's an ice cream truck driver. He's only in the very first film for, what would you say, Mike, 15 minutes, 20 uh, minutes tops? Uh,
2: no, I think he's in the first film a little longer than that, I thought. It's, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the first film.
3: But it, it, it's basically, you know, a bit part. He, he's not a main, main character yeah, in that, that first doesn't, film. It
2: doesn't really start supporter. until, like, the, the end of the original and then it continues throughout right. the so rest that, of this. He He's literally that just... That
4: does really work then, yeah.
3: He, he really is just, like, Mr. Good Humor, you know? It, they, they end up and take his truck because they wrecked their car, and then he's kind of pulled into the third act to kind of help, and then by the second one, one of the main characters from the first has died and he's kind of taken possession of the uh younger brother and the evil morticianer ends up killing Reggie's entire family trying to get them both and Reggie just kind of signs on to go to war with him you know seeking revenge and slowly throughout part 2 learns to become kind of the action hero hard ass and just kind of spirals from there into becoming more and more of an action hero. He's really just an everyman forced into this situation. Hmm. So yeah, very unlikely fucking hero and great fucking films. Uh, if you want to get a start on Phantasm and haven't really been exposed, I highly suggest Phantasm too. Best of the series, and you don't really need to watch part one. They catch you up for the most part. Really, Mike? Just a scoff? That's all? I
2: mean, (laughs) I'm just still in shock that you even picked him. I mean, it's it's so against your type. I mean, you know what? Maybe now, you know, you shaved the whole big Viking beard off, which um, people listening probably haven't seen a picture of you, you know, as the Viking, but you should post that in the group on Facebook so they can see that. Um, I think now you should kind of, like, shave your head bald so you can be <laughs> Reggie Bannister. Uh,
3: I'm not willing to go that far. However, I would love a replica of his shotgun. Hmm.
2: Of course you would, because you would go and you would shoot and you'd be like, Hi, my name is Reggie and this is my boomstick!
3: <laughs> well,
2: yeah, that'd probably come out at some point. <laughs>
3: But I will also freely admit that this film series introduced me to my favorite car ever made, the 1971 Hemi-Cuda. So why which, don't you
2: have one of those, then? Uh,
3: because they are
2: ridiculously
4: expensive, Mike. Say, it's not exactly an easy thing to get cheap. Huh. Yeah,
3: 1971 Hemi-Cuda uh, is probably looking at 50 to 60.
2: <laughs> you can make it happen. You're you. Yeah, fifty to
3: sixty grand. You know.
2: You're you. You can make it happen. I like would make
3: it like, happen. Press. <laughs> there we Goddamn. Go. Press There's press a ring Close.
2: Fucking take the phone off the hook.
3: We are fucking closed for business. Let's play right video. Now. You fucking
2: asshole. Um. <sighs> uh No, actually, we don't have that right now. No, I can't hold it for you. We're closed. Thank you, bub.
3: Sick. Told you. I am the fucking assistant manager around here, and you will listen to me one of these fucking days.
2: No, you're Somebody, won't. You somebody wanted the blob. No. Wait, what? Somebody wanted the blob from 58. The 58 blob? Yes. Ugh. And uh, Now,
3: if they wanted the 80s blob? Well, no, 58 blob is good. I just, uh, you know. It's not as good. Says you. It's very enjoyable, uh, very, uh, you know. Anyway, Mike, what what, what, what is your pick? Come on, Mike.
2: <sighs> well, see, I I was giving it some thought back and forth. And I know I told you guys, um, initially I was going to pick Slimer because I like Ghostbusters. And he is a ghost and he, is, he likes to eat food, um, you know, and he is a hero, uh, especially by the cartoon. Um, he was a, a hero. And, you know, I still watch the cartoon. Very emotional for me. But I decided to go an entirely different route. And my... Action? Action movie? Comedy? Romance. superhero. God damn it. We're closed. We're closed. Bye.
3: Good man. Anyway. What is it? Is it Captain America?
2: No, it's not Captain America. Ant Man. No, it's not Ant Man either. What the fuck, Scott? Do you want to try to guess?
4: Uh, well, I was wondering where he's getting those ones from. Those aren't exactly older stuff. Yeah, but... they're really not. Um, well, there uh,
3: was a VHS. Un- unless America. you count the Captain.
2: There America was from 1990. Was. That's better than Chris yeah, Evans. I mean,
4: why would you? Because it's, yeah, um, <laughs> it's better than Chris Evans. Horrible movie.
2: It's better than Chris Evans.
4: No, it isn't. No, it isn't. No. It's better than the seventies, but Wait, there oh, was
2: one in the seventies? Yeah. I didn't even know that.
4: There were two. Really? Captain America and Captain America Two, Death Too Soon. Did uh, yeah. Roger two Corman do, two do those TV too? movies from the seventies. Did Roger Corman do no, those
2: film?
3: those were made for uh what was it, NBC? Think so. Really? Yeah.
4: Hmm. Yeah. Um I like said Jack Burton's a kind of a, a good Maybe you picked that one. There's a little bit of horror in that, but no, I really have no idea okay. who you'd be picking here. Because Slimer, I, de- I mean, if we're talking movies, he's not exactly a hero in that, but in the cartoon? Uh, well, well, no, no, actually, re-
2: actually, in Ghostbusters been, 2 from 89, he was He's barely movie. even in that, Well, though. Yeah, but, but he was there, and he did get a credit at the end of the movie. You know, it it doesn't mean he's a
4: hero. How is he here? I want to know before we go into this how would Slimer have been the hero of those movies? Because
2: at the in in, in Ghostbusters 2 in 1989, he stops a jewel thief or something. That's what I like to say because he's in the office and he's eating all his food. But before that, before that, you see like jewels and shit, and you see like, and it's like you could imagine him, you know, going and like grabbing the criminals and like throwing them off the Brooklyn Bridge.
4: No, I can't imagine that part of it. No, he just no. scares them off and goes back to eating. <laughs> yes. But he still scares them off. So fair enough. Okay. And, and yeah. then you
2: figure, yeah. you know, he did, he did slime Peter in the first one, and that is sliming is the ultimate act of love. So well, Mike. Before oh. we try our last guess, <laughs> before
3: we try our last guess, yeah, is it from a film franchise? Hmm. No. Oh, because I was going to say Dr. Loomis.
2: I was going to go that route, but that's an obvious <laughs> choice for me. So
3: like, right. like, like, you know, Ash the...
2: is an obvious choice for you. Loomis would be an obvious choice for me. So I right. can't go that
3: mild mannered, middle-aged right. psychiatrist. Right.
4: Much Can... like I
2: want to be myself. Yes.
4: All right. So Mike, yes. If it's from one, what's the year the movie's from?
2: It was from 1983, and I did own this on VHS. I did not just copy it off of cable. I owned the VHS. 83. And it was rated R. And it's a standalone.
4: R. Yes. So we're not talking like a Death Wish or something like that?
2: Oh, no, but Charles Bronson is a hero in my eyes. And so is Dirty Harry, but again. Yeah, but these are
4: series, so. Right. Right. Uh, this
2: is a standalone film.
4: 80s. I'm gonna be like oh I'm gonna have a reaction of damn it, I should have known that. Is it a John Carpenter film?
2: You're getting closer.
4: Uh, is it Kurt Russell from the thing?
2: Uh first of all the thing was nineteen eighty two. Show us how much you know your, oh, your film did. I was
4: so close I couldn't remember. I thought it was damn it. But that's a good guess. Yeah, it is um, a good guess. You're a year off, but yeah. Is it Kurt Russell in something? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, early 80s, early 80s, early 80s. I give up. Uh, yeah. You give up? No, good. Yeah.
2: <sighs> she was born on an assembly line in 1957.
1: Christine?
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why she's a hero. Okay. I'm, I'm open to this. I'm going to tell you I'm why intrigued. she's a hero. She's a hero because she killed those motherfuckers that fucked with Arnie. And plus, she's got superhero powers because she can regenerate herself after she is destroyed. She couldn't come back from the crushing at the end, but she could regenerate herself otherwise. She showed those motherfuckers that you cannot destroy Christine.
3: She will destroy you. That's where you are wrong. She did not show those motherfuckers. She showed those shitters.
2: Right. She showed the shitters, yes. But they were motherfuckers and also shitters. But she is a hero to me for that reason. Okay. That's a hell of a pick. Uh, A haunted car.
4: Yeah. That's an unlikely hero.
3: (laughs) it It is, but... Uh, you know,
4: imagine that bitch here. bearing
2: down on you well, uh, at full fucking speed, driving through fucking yeah,
4: gas pumps. Let <sighs> me, John. Before you go, let me jump in right here. How is that heroic, Mike? Because she was going that's, after the mm, evil. That's, that's important. That's she important. That's being, threatening. That's not heroic, right? Dude, but we got to clarify right, that.
2: Right, but here's the thing: she was going after the evil people that hurt Arnie. Okay, and that was the whole thing, and hurt hers. Well.
4: That's. So, okay, that, that's what qualifies on it. Because this is them being threatening and badass yes. doesn't make them heroic. Yes. So it's important on that. But yeah, if it's against bad guys, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> I just
2: so, wish like Ultron was there so she would, could destroy Ultron too, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've seen the Avengers <laughs> Age of Ultron. I was
4: going to say, how do you know what that is? <laughs> I have no
2: fucking idea. I just saw the trailers and everything. Just
4: know out. there's this big robot man called Ultron. Exactly, I it, I and
2: guess. I wanted to get him. Get the suit. posters
4: in the store. I, know, I get yeah. it. I, I want to be Ultron. Uh, see. Th-
3: Christine's, I actually support that. That's a good pick, because let's let's actually wait, break wait, it down. Wait, wait, wait. I can... Hold
2: on one second. I, I think this is a first that you actually agree with something that Michael J says. That's amazing.
3: Very possibly. But, the, the, well, not <laughs> only did you pick one of my favorite John Carpenter films, because I absolutely love Christine. Did you hear
2: him perform the theme live? No, I don't think so. Continue. But... <laughs> oh.
4: <sighs> <You're good>. Anyway. <laughs> Put that one in there, huh? Um...
3: When it comes to Christine, I, I can actually see that because let's let's break it down because I can do that more skillfully than you, Mike.
4: Oh, you All can. All right, so I guess. Okay. Well, Arnie, Arnie is, is tore him down with praise. That's weird. <laughs> maybe.
2: Well, maybe like you're gonna say like Christine could have like before like maybe in a previous life. You know, she was reincarnated as Christine, but before that, she was an ice cream truck. Is that what you're going to (laughs) say? No, (laughs) here's
3: here's the thing. Uh, I believe the year was, what, 78? Or was it actually supposed to take place in uh,
2: 83? I don't remember.
3: Okay. Well, we'll we'll say it was current era, 83. So, Arnie's a loser in high school, you know? His his best friend is the star of the high school book. Everyone else picks on him. Everyone else hates him. His parents even... They don't hate him, but they just push him, and then it's a very cold relationship. Right. And then he finally finds this 1958 Fury.
1: Beautiful. And he car. falls in love with it. Mm-hmm.
3: And he busts his ass restoring it, even though everyone hates the car. His parents almost disown him over it. Mm-hmm. And he fully restores it. Beautiful car. Beautiful. And then the bullies of the school that got expelled because, guess what? They were bullying the hell out of Arnie decide that they're not done with Arnie because they got expelled. So they decide to vandalize his car. And they completely destroy this car, even going so far as taking a shit on the dashboard.
2: <laughs> yes, that was brilliant. Uh... So
3: Arnie sees this and he's completely broken. But there's something that you don't know. The car's haunted. Christine has a spirit in it. And, you know, Arnie discovers this through the power of love because... He's connected to the car. He is deeply and utterly emotionally connected to it. And this is shown through a scene where Arnie asks the car to show him how much it loves him. And it restores itself. Yep. And then Christine actually takes it upon herself to not only avenge herself, but mostly Arnie yes. by taking out the shitters. Hmm. Sure. And doing so viciously. But let's let's face facts now. If this was... Not a car, it was Charles Bronson, and, you know, we'll reverse roll slightly. Charles Bronson's son got beat up by some guys that he got fired, and Charles Bronson took out a big-ass gun, walked around town shooting them. well, that would just be Death Wish 5.
2: Actually, Death Wish 6, they made 5 already. Oh, shit, I didn't know there was a fifth one. Okay, oh, didn't Death know? Wish Holy shit! Obviously, I didn't watch some of my movies, because I played it in there, in the background. <laughs> but,
3: you know, it's not that drastic. It's just, in a horror film, yeah, I actually back you. Christine's a fucking hero.
2: There we go. See, I'm not all stupid. I know what I'm talking about. It's brilliant.
3: Yeah, I, I can't believe it. I, I
2: applaud myself if I had my hands free. But the wow. kind of, I have to get to a sink. They kind of stink at the moment. Ugh.
3: All right. Well, Mike... Do you have anything else on unlikely heroes?
2: I mean, I have um, other things that I would consider heroes, you know, but uh, they probably couldn't be explained as good as, um, you know, you, you took care of Christine. <laughs> you know, we, we could say that the critters were heroes. Or
3: we could say Dr. Loomis.
2: Well, yeah, but who, but again, from he, you know.
3: From your earliest memories, Dr. Loomis was always there to protect you from Michael. From the boogeyman, from that face, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that cold, white, emotionless face. Now, Dr. Loomis was there for you for a very long time in your life, and he was always there to be your savior and protecting you, Mike. Mm -hmm. Through thick and thin, Dr. Loomis, (laughs) he saved you. He saved you countless times. And let's not forget... That in Halloween six, he actually gave such a performance Donald did that it cost him his own life. And you know, what, like some people could say, Donald Pleasance gave his life for the character that protected you through most of yours. And for those of you that don't know, that's Michael J. crying like a little bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just had to do that So Scott,
3: before we uh, <laughs> close
4: out let, Let's Let's get past <laughs> We might have to let this pass through first It's like a storm warning we have, have to wait it out a little bit But it is I was actually going to touch on that The idea of how Some of those horror characters Kind of became the hmm. quote unquote Heroes of their stories too. Like not Michael Myers. <laughs> he never really did. They tried to, but I mean Freddy became the one you cheered for, right? Jason even in his own ways. Right, right. They they're the unlikely hero of their story cuz you're like, "Oh, these stupid teenagers. I can't wait till over Jason to take him out." Even though they're the heroes and he's the bad guy. You know what I mean? Oh. It's Yeah, no, you're absolutely. It's, right. it's own thing there. But I mean that it's not just horror that does that. You can take a murderous killing machine <laughs> And make it be the guardian of a kid. Alright, Terminator 2. We have our unlikely hero. So it's not an uncommon thing. So it happens all over the place. With that right. kind of stuff.
3: Before we close out. I, I think we can go a little bit touching here. I know it's something that we're not real common with around here. No. So I have a closing question, gentlemen. What is a hero? Likely or unlikely? from film that has actually affected you in a way that Donald Pleasance has affected Michael J.
1: Hmm.
3: Mike, do you, do you just want to make the obvious one? It, can you, can you speak yet? Are the tears gone?
2: Yeah, they're kind of gone. Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, what was the question again? I, I totally spaced out because my, I think I'm lightheaded from the, the, the breathing and the crying and the laughing. It's
3: just... <laughs> uh, well, the the question was, <clears throat> who is a hero, whether likely or not from film, that has actually affected you in your
2: life? But it's from film? From film. From film. And it's, do you mean aside from Loomis?
3: You could say Loomis. Go for Loomis. Because Loomis is the one that's had the largest impact on you.
2: Well, there's that. And there's also, if you, if you, if you, um... If you watch um, Halloween Six, Paul Rudd is my second favorite actor of all time. So I do kind of, I do like Even though like you that. don't
3: support his current work.
2: <clears throat> well, his current work is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and um, I, I gotta say, I, I don't, um, I don't appreciate that necessarily. I don't like that he's an ant because an ant is not a hero. A hero, an ant is a small thing. It's not even a man. Why, well, do, actually, why do they call him? It- and they shouldn't and, and, call him Ant Man. They should call him Ant Thing.
3: Well, because he becomes the size of an ant, which was part of
4: a ca- he
0: could
3: be shrinking. That was the case. who cares.
4: And he, the idea is the Incredible Shrinking Man, who will kick your ass one inch at a time. Ooh, well, he's well. awesome. That's that's that was their selling point, and it's pretty great.
2: And I would sick the Tommy Doyle Paul Rudd on the Ant-Man Paul Rudd, and the Tommy Doyle Paul Rudd would uh, crush the Ant-Man okay, Paul
4: Rudd. Just, no, just... he wouldn't, actually, because he's molecularly dense and will kick his ass.
2: I don't know what molecularly... But there you go. It. Yeah,
4: it would make sense if you saw it. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, Ant-Man stands up on its own, so even not seeing the MCU stuff, you'd get that one. It's fine. I do have I'd it. recommend that one. And it's Paul Rudd. It's good. You'd like it. Oh, I do you have love it. it.
2: I definitely have. Of course you do. Yeah, yeah no, I recommend actually, that one. That's oh, actually it's on
4: accord. homework. It, like. It's a good isolation type one compared for the rest of the Marvel stuff. You'll get some out of it if you know it, but if you don't, it's still good.
2: So I don't have to watch the rest of the shit pile that's the MCU, then good.
4: Nope. But that uh, is now your <laughs> Even though the way you said it is not good. But <laughs> yeah, Scott's
2: like, it's not a shit pile. You're a shit pile. Your, for sta- your
4: statement for you is correct, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but as I've for said, the rest like, of the that's... world,
2: it's not a shit pile, it's... Marvel exactly. Cinematic. But,
3: right, that's your homework for the next show. You have to watch Ant-Man. I have to
2: find it first. It's in one of these totes in my room, I guess.
3: All right. And watch it. And we all know Dr. Loomis because of the reasons why Mike cried. Mm-hmm. Scott, do you have one or do you just want me to answer the question?
4: <sighs> well, I'm I'm trying to think of one I'm like in the way like it would n- nothing to that extent, but just in the way of the way different heroes and movies and the way I like that I watch them and what I get from them. Um, I kind of would have to go with, um, I guess like the Schwarzenegger type hero. Okay. Cause I didn't, I didn't like the Stallone type of hero. I never really clicked with that. It was more of a smug prick kind of thing. And that's not a knock on it, but that's just how the character was usually yeah. um, the Schwarzenegger one rock. was this larger than life. It was superhero. I liked Hulk Hogan in wrestling as a kid. I liked superheroes. So it was kind of that visually to see it. And that's just kind of that style of like a Predator or a Running Man or a Terminator 2 just kind of affected what I look at for like a over-the-top badass kind of hero. That's why I like The Rock or Vin Diesel. It's still there. So that's really the only thing I can say for that. But it definitely has affected like my tastes in... When I see and think of that kind of hero, the likely hero, it's probably that type.
3: Fair enough. And as for myself, regardless of what Mike will say, uh, I actually have to say it's Captain America.
4: Oh, God. Now, hear me out. It's inspiring as all hell. I can... throw and that, that out there before you go but yeah
3: yeah that that's why Captain America is my choice because it is incredibly inspirational No, it's a hero story and we've heard hero stories like it multiple times but he's the unlikely person thrust into the situation to become heroic but he's always had that heart and I think it's been inspirational to me the story of the character and his traits I know that He's completely fictional and whatnot, but it's inspirational to me to try and achieve things like that. To, you know, be as loyal, to be as driven, you know. And it's caused me to better myself in a lot of
1: ways.
4: Now so. can I throw can I throw some interesting parallel on that for you, John? Not sure. I'm not tearing it down, don't worry. But of all of the unlikely heroes we've talked about it's more they are what they are in an unlikely situation. Steve Rogers is a hero, oh. but he's not able to be. That's why it's unlikely. The fact that he was enabled to be one, it's, he's a guy who could not be a hero who now can be. So it's a, an awesome flip on everything else because you mentioned about how he's selfless and all this stuff. He always was.
2: Uh, okay, wait a minute. I, I'm, I have to interject for one second. Who the hell is Steve Rogers.
4: He's Captain Cap- America. Real name.
2: Oh. See, that's so, what I don't get. Feel- okay, good.
4: Okay. <laughs> Captain America was a scrawny 90-pound weakling who kept getting turned down.
2: Ah, oh, Toxic Avenger.
4: For the military. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he kept getting turned down for the military. But he, like, sacrificed and did this and did anything he could to get in to fight for his country. He was selfless. He literally sacrificed his life thinking to save others just because that's the right thing to do. He gets the super soldier serum, which enables him to be this, to go to what I was saying, the big rock type, burly hero type, the, the Chris Evans. And he's able to actually take all these hero traits and use them beyond. And that's, that's him. So that's, he is an unlikely hero in that you would never expect this 90 pound weakling to do all that, even, but he is. When all these other guys don't know it. What, what was the line? It takes a man who doesn't have strength to know the true meaning of it. So, yeah, it, it is definitely an inspiring one. I was actually considering that one, too, in the inspirational aspect, so.
3: Nice. All right, so without further ado, the store's been closed, Mike's got to wrap up, and uh, I've got a hot date, so we're out of here. So you're okay. leaving me, me here?
2: Hold on, so you're leaving me to Dude, lock up on. again? What? Yeah, you're fucking closed. See, this up. is this is why. This is why Tony doesn't like you. And you're gonna get fired, because I'm gonna leave him a note and tell him to fire you.
3: No, 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 no. I am the assistant manager. Well, I am
2: Well, here's here's gonna you
3: here's, to close well, up. Well, here's what's I'm gonna here. happen. Here's, the store is well, closed. Wait. Look, I'm out of here. Shush. You guys can do no, no, with
4: no, yourself. Scott, 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 you have hold, to stay uh, here because here's, uh, wh- here's what we're gonna do. Why? Why? Here's I'm well, gonna get the
2: duct tape. Right. And I'm gonna like uh, duct nope. tape you and put you in the <laughs> nope. bathroom with my Absolutely shit tonight. No, and then what's gonna that happen? That is, is a hazard area. I'm, I'm gonna. I stop.
4: am not going near that. I, will, I am I will, halfway
2: out the door. I'm gonna duct tape you.
4: And yeah, I'm no, gonna mm, put you
2: in there with the shit. See you guys. No, See, no. You have to do no. this, hey, Scott. Scott. God damn you!
3: Bye. All right, Mike. Well, you have uh, fun cleaning up the bathroom, which I call closing out. And uh, I'm going to my date you later. Piece of shit.
1: Soon uh-huh. Watch it.